0: where both learned how to become multi-hyphenates in this new world of show business, as actors, playwrights, and filmmakers. Gene's college thesis, the short film The Adventures of Edson Jean*, was licensed by HBO, and he has since appeared in TV and film projects including Moonlight, War Dogs, Ballers, and Bloodline. With Gene Baptiste, the duo pitched a digital series about Haitian Americans growing up and living in inner-city Miami, called Hashtag Josh. They won Adaptive Studios' first Project Greenlight contest for a digital series, and the ensuing product, grown, debuted in Late May on Complex.com. So let's get to it. So so last things first, Joshua Nedsen, um, as winners of Project Greenlight, mm-hmm. uh, did you ever imagine before this that you were gonna meet Ben Affleck and Matt Damon and, nah. and be be in, at work with them? Not at all. Nah, great. nah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I thought it was
1: gonna be a likes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no that wasn't you, you weren't you definitely weren't thinking oh yeah yeah this this was gonna happen yeah, yeah. so it's definitely kind of
0: came out
1: of left and right field
0: so <laughs> so if somebody told the teenage versions of you that you would be making a, a big a big production web series that's that's actually greenlit as part of the title by big movie stars
1: what would would your teenage selves have thought I would freak out that like time travels a possibility no. <laughs> yeah that'd be the first thing that'd be the first thing but once I got that <laughs> on my system um, I, I I would actually believe that person I'd be yeah. like great my, my teenage self was very optimistic and very you know really yeah, yeah.
0: What, so what did your teenage self actually were your dreams bigger as a teenager, yeah, what are you, what I mean, are you I you thinking? when
1: I was a teenager, I was like into the secret. So, like, okay. I was like, you know, I brought into fruition, you know, my dream college at a point, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I was all about that. And if somebody is time traveling to tell me that, I will believe them. <laughs>
0: right, because you're already <laughs> in on the secret. Yep. So, Joshua, did, did the did your version of the secret include filmmaking and acting? And
1: I just knew I wanted to be in a position where I am doing what I love and helping my family.
2: Okay. Yeah. How uh, you? Well, there's a shift in the versions of my teenage self, um, and if it's the earlier version, um, we're saying early <laughs> high school years, I would have been like, "All right, cool. All this misbehaving is gonna do some. It's, it's <laughs> going somewhere. There's has purpose for. it All this like being the class clown and being ridiculous. All right, cool. Makes sense." Then um, the second half would have been like, "All right, cool. I see that." Because then I just focused all that energy and all that joking around into the craft.
0: Were you both born and raised in Miami, or did you start in other cities? I was born in uh, West Palm Beach. Okay. It was just an hour change away from Miami. Um, and then moved back to Miami and lived there when I was studying. I was and, born and raised. Yeah. Okay. And you met at college or before college?
1: In college. In college, yeah. I was a sophomore. He was a junior. Okay. He mm-hmm. a mutual
2: friend with his... It was interesting in our school. There was there was one always one token black kid for each class. It's <laughs> um, just the way it turned out. Um, it, you know, acting. It was it was a conservatory training. Mm-hmm. So um, it was just small groups. I think there was like graduating class was maybe like nine. You start off with like thirty something, and it's a it's a merit process where people get kicked out mm-hmm. as you continue on through the years. So there was a actor above me that knew him from high school when he came into the school. Okay, introduced us. It was like, yo, he's Haitian. He was like, Haitian, yo. <laughs> and it was connection oh, was so
0: there. Was right. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> That's what we I mean, Well, you talk about, like, looking, talking black guys. Yeah. Is there a representative uh, Latino element at the school? Oh. In South Florida? Or, I mean, Florida? yeah. We're, We're in in Miami. Just still We're up. in Miami, so there's a lot, of, a lot in, of Latinx in Miami. A lot so. of... But, I mean, in the school. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah for sure. I think, so, yeah. sure. I think so there was decent representation, just not for... Just not for... It's, it's like, tricky sometimes with... It's tricky because there are
2: African-American people into drama and into the dramatic arts, but if you go to HBCU, if you go to a Historical Black College, you're going right. to see like all of them, you know? But uh, in other places, we're kind of like... In theater, we're spread out. Um, so that that was just how many people are coming
0: in audition, how many are... had probably had a lot to do with it as well. So why did each one of you
1: decide... And the New World School, instead I'd, of an HBCU. It was the only college I applied for, uh, and I found out it was cheap. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have a great partnership with the University of Florida and Miami-Dade College, so okay. you pay a significantly less amount than you um, would going all four years there. Okay. And you graduate with a degree from the University of Florida, and I didn't even have to go to UF. I was at in Miami. <laughs> right, you don't have to go to Gainesville. And... Yeah, and the training, <laughs> and the training it was A1, Um I had an amazing experience there and it, it has literally shaped me and my creative and professional life since I left that school so yeah I, I just was looking for the
2: the better conservatory training schools in the state mm-hmm. I did some out of state uh, auditions too but um, fi- it, my final choice was between FSU and New World okay um, and FSU has a great program yeah. um,
0: but I I don't know something about New World and Miami I was just like yeah I just want to do it here were you already both focused on, on acting and filmmaking?
1: Or, or were you kind of trying out the other performing arts? I was that? acting since I was a freshman in high school. Okay. So I had already four years of kind of doing it for fun but for grades. And mm-hmm. then towards the end, I started getting awards and stuff. And, you know, I, I did one performance where I performed in front of like 5,000 people. And I was like, oh, I want to do this for real. So I, I had some some experience before I got into college. Okay. That's yeah, a- I was a
2: late bloomer. I was a, I started uh, acting in junior year in high school and not even really acting because my school didn't really have an artist department. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, you know, a bunch of kids getting together after school, putting together this play. And I was just like, ah. But... Um, I I learned a lot what what I learned from acting from this girl that I used to talk to and she would send me her handouts and she went to an actual like uh, arts high school and I would just like learn basic things (laughs) about acting and structure and like read the whole play before you do a monologue and present it um, before I went to my uh, before before I did my auditions and that's how I sort of learned like sort of like hand-me-down learning process she would just give me all her handouts and then when I dived into New World I got in or I got to FSU. so there was some raw talent there, but then it was really honed when I went to.
0: Were there were there famous alums that came out of there that you yeah. would come back or, or mm-hmm. come back and inspire you? Yeah, they, they 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 did talk back to occasionally.
2: I mean, I don't remember some of the names of the people that came by, but this guy who re- wrote this book, Michael Cohen. There's some other people, and most recently. Terrell McCraney, who wrote with, with Moonlight, Pen. Moonlight, yeah. with, um, with Barry Jenkins, but um, so he was at the school several times even
1: before that happened. So and one of the how much older was he than you guys? I don't know Terrell. I don't know how old Terrell is. I don't know. I don't want to comment on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know how old Terrell. I'm, I'm not commenting on that.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> comment. But uh, age is a construct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so Careful, careful. Well <laughs> a couple of people have come come out of New World. Uh, I know th- someone that worked with in Hamilton, I think he was I think he was the composer, don't quote me on that, but mm-hmm. there's somebody that was really involved Dash in Hamilton. I'm yeah, yeah. Someone that worked with Hamilton came mm-hmm. out of New World and yeah, uh
2: manuel go to high school.
1: Lim- no, 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 yeah. no, 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 it was the composer. The composer, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <Well, laughs> lin Manuel came to the school because
2: of the composer and he gave us a workshop oh. like okay. yeah before uh, during oh. uh,
0: in the Heights. Yeah. yeah, in the Heights. Yeah, so yeah. There's, they've had a couple of... and then even well, I mean, from, that's what matters, though, is like being exposed to people yeah. who can show you that there's there's life after the school. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's not just getting the degree. It's like, oh, I can actually do something yep. with this yep. and and school a was career great with in the
1: performing arts. Yeah, yes. I mean, we're, we're expected to go back and chop it up with some of the people as well, just be like, yo, keep it up. When did you guys graduate? I graduated in 2013. At 11, eleven. Right? Yeah. Okay.
0: So when you guys met was... Did you guys instantly start working together, or were you friends for a while and then?
1: He was just my roommate at first. I mean, okay. we 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 would joke a lot. We would joke a lot, mm. and I think our humor was like, "Yo, this guy's hilarious." And I think it was we did a thing for the radio station. Was that what our first th- project? Do you live your
2: life?
1: Yeah. I don't know if
2: that was our first, but
0: we were just was always a, like
2: doing small projects together. You know, you, mm-hmm. you're going to art school, so even if you're not working on something directly, like I might be doing a project for my scene study class, right, and, and there's, there's opportunities to work and collaborate mm-hmm. in that right. way. So that already yeah. built an early work relationship. Yeah, when he
1: graduated, I was like, I was being a junior, yeah, he and, a was senior, cool. and I was like, yo. I remember you did this like, and he would like. Right. So then we already just started establishing that relationship. Or I need an extra for this
0: short film, or you yeah. know, what I mean? you want to stand around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <A whole laughs> big you want yeah, to yeah. You wanna hold this boom mic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So what was wait? What was the project for the radio station?
2: It was. I, this I don't want to just brick like, It was a random was, power ninety six. They were mm-hmm. doing um
1: this thing called live your life in color how, I guess how do you live your life in, how does Power 96 make you live your life in you know color? one
2: of those promotional competitions where they mm-hmm. get people to get stuff to bring more awareness to their brand or whatever yeah um, and at the time you know, this is also like digital uh, technology the digital technology is also just on the come up like DSLRs are starting to come out and people are like oh snap you can make films really cheap um, but there was this early early on before the DSLRs in like the 70s started coming out there was like this HD cam mm-hmm. like a family cam Was this rectangular kind of thing, and you just like record it like this? Um, I don't know what happened. I found one of them, um, my homeboy gave it to me or something, and then I made a little music video off of them for one of my friends. And it was like, Oh, Edson, you got an eye, you can do something with this. I was like, All right, so then we put some money together and we bought one of those DSLRs. So we made this little video, um, with Karina, actually. Um, Maria Karina, she was (laughs) that was our first project together, yeah. She was one of the writers uh, on the show with us, um, and she and it was basically following this girl, and we were showing how Power Ninety Six made invigorates her sexy your life. And- you know, it was, just, it was just like a little short competition, mm-hmm. short form, like three minutes. Three I was gonna minutes. say how long, thirty
1: seconds. Yeah, or yeah. So something short. I don't we know. were like, oh, I think we came, we didn't win, but we, we got, we, we, we were the best video for sure. But it, it, and the system was like, oh, get your friends, get your
0: friends vote vote.
2: Oh, right. Yeah. So it was just on a like, I don't know, probably. voting.
0: Oh, Is that video probably. still online? somewhere
2: nah That's hell not, not. nah, nah, nah <laughs> yeah, not, I don't mind I don't
0: mind if I think it's kind of cool <laughs> it's kind of cool
1: started you'll Obama. see young yeah, Josh forget never forget <laughs> <laughs> young skinny Josh yeah, yeah yeah that was that was cool but yeah that was that video yeah.
0: so when did you graduate to the D- DLSRs and better equipment uh we see my cousin was a, a
2: rapper singer and he wanted me to do his music videos mm-hmm. so he was like yo I'll go have these with you so then we went half on this DSLR, and then everything I learned was straight up from Google, DIY, how do you do this, how do you do this. Um, just learn from just reading up and just going trial and error. Um, so, Tutorials by
1: 12-year-olds online. Yeah,
2: like that. And around that time, too, that's when I, I, we finished, I finished my thesis project at school. So this is 2011? Yeah, and then I was like, oh, this can be a film.
0: And then that's when I also decided to jump into doing that. Okay. Um, Did you have your own YouTube no channel, no. no, none of that. <laughs> yeah, was that a conscious decision not to well, try I, to break out as a YouTube? It came filmmaker?
2: out. It came out because I, I was never into social media. So then, if okay. YouTube started to resemble that a little bit, like about me, me, me right. kind of thing. I was like, nah. So I, maybe that's why. But I didn't really think too deep into it. I just didn't. Yeah,
0: I mean, I had an account. I had a Gmail, and then I got a YouTube. Right, but yeah, you weren't. But you were No, there. I wasn't a YouTuber back then. Check out my shorts. Check out my music videos. Yeah, check out my... no. What did
2: you do instead then? Video, video <laughs> what, no. What I did what, for life, for work.
0: Yeah, or oh! for your for your art. If you weren't if you weren't making films for YouTube, what were you? Oh well, see that's that's where the theatrical
2: training comes from. We, we, were, we wrote plays together too. Okay, and we performed so you writing plays, plays. Okay. and we got grants from uh, the city of Miami to put up plays. Uh, Josh wrote two uh, full length plays and I would act in them and we would collaborate and we just so we were constantly making work Mm -hmm. Um, there was a time and so we've we're always exercising making work storytelling and there was a point with this show where we focused all that energy into the platform of film series oh so it
0: wasn't until we weren't always making Project grown that
1: this was well, the movie about his thesis, the short film yeah. about his thesis, he really got some traction, um, okay. got licensed to HBO at one point. Mm-hmm. What uh, was that? The Adventures of Edson Jean. <laughs> Which was the name of his, his, his one-person show at college. Okay. Maybe. So
2: then we just, that's when I was like, ah, let's make a film, we dived into the filmmaking world. How long was that film? <coughs> 20 minutes. Okay. Yeah, short, short, short film. And then, then how did it get
0: licensed by HBO? submitted
2: uh, got into the American Black Film Festival okay as one finally was there and then
0: uh, yeah they're just going through that process again right now yeah And mm-hmm. we met people and then yeah through there okay yeah and then where did it go from there
2: it's, it's on Amazon Prime right now yeah I don't talk about it much but it continued to be licensed <laughs> <laughs> it continued and right now it's like chilling on Amazon Prime so if you look for it you'll find it okay and you'll watch it for like I don't know 99 cents or something <laughs> and that's your thesis yeah yeah, and it was also your one man. That's trip. my recreated thesis. Okay, because my thesis was actually a live performance on stage, acted and directed by myself. Oh, I took that and I said I'm going to put that.
0: Oh, you didn't just film that; you actually no, turned no, it no. into a no. short of film. The characters okay, that he nice. played yeah. in
1: there, he got actors to play them. Oh, nice! Yeah, I was one of those actors. Okay, <laughs> I played a disgruntled patient man. <laughs> All right.
0: <Yeah. laughs> so that's fun. So, but before Project Greenlight came about. Was the goal to just be Big Fish in Miami, or was it to get a lot of work in the local stages and local productions and then move to New York or L.A.? Hey, I wouldn't gonna... say Big Fish in Miami, but, yeah, stay in Miami. It, the,
1: the idea was stay in Miami. Yeah, we just realized, yo, there's a lot of people that leave, and, like, there's a lot of resources that are untapped here. Mm-hmm. We, we were, like, straight up walking into some places and, like, yo, can we? we're trying to make this thing. Can we get it? And that was just... So foreign to certain parties They're like sure So we gotta hook up For a lot of stuff My name is just Such a
2: wild west Like even in uh, Producing this short film I just walked into Production houses I didn't know anybody And I (laughs) said Hey man I'm just trying To make this short film Can I have your whole Light set up (laughs) I have no money Oh, cool, you're, you're an ambitious guy. We like you. That would never happen in L.A. or somewhere, you know, where production is rife. And they got people renting out their stuff. Right. Because Miami's, everyone's always figuring it out. Gotta gotta get out of here, that Bam. Make it for nothing. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and, then so the, and that continued on because we continued to make work. So, like, when we would have these theater shows and we put them up in theaters, that started to give us more opportunity, people being familiar with our work. But we wanted to stay in Miami, A, because we're around, we're around the cultural environment that inspires our work and um, we're 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 creating there so we don't have to uproot and we were also having that mindset at the time where the digital aid was rapidly increasing so that worked to right. our benefit obviously right um, so like you know you can stay in Miami and create something and it's on the internet you don't need to be somewhere to right. make it happen so and yet you yeah. weren't trying to be on the internet yeah so it's
0: just everything that's why I <laughs> like, yeah everything you have the, just... the ability to do anything for Miami but like, on the internet, but that wasn't the goal yeah and then Moonlight, at least one of you were involved with Moonlight. Was, yeah. What, what was your role with I was a uh, production?
2: I, I played the character of Mr. Pierce in the, I think it's the second stage of the, mm-hmm. so this is like three short films, right. in the middle part. Okay. Um, the teacher um, in that school, and there's the whole chair scene and all that. Um, and then beforehand... I was uh, reading across with actors and working with uh, Barry just on that level. For screen so, testing?
0: Uh, yeah, screen okay. testing and just being in the room with actors and reading across from them. Really? Yeah. But being... Like, you talk about the ability to do whatever you wanted in Miami. Yeah. Being a part of watching Barry make Moonlight, that must have told you oh, anything is possible. Well, yeah, I you mean... Can make the best picture of the year <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> on the streets of Miami. Yeah. Yeah. I think... Uh, but I... I, I've always believed
2: everything's possible yeah. and that's, I think that's a big part about it like you can't you really gotta believe that maybe just be as naive to believe that and then it'll come to you um, because I think we, we create our own roadblocks
1: in life our own mental roadblocks so. I've had people laugh at me when I told them I was staying in Miami like are you serious bro you tripping yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> where, where did you develop that
1: mindset I don't know maybe my what? mom maybe my mom um I didn't have that mindset. I got that mindset from him. Okay. So it wasn't all from the the secret? No, no. I mean, like, granted, there was... Not to sell myself. I mean,
0: I seriously like asking performers (laughs) how you you endure the pratfalls and the obstacles that come Mm -hmm. with being a creative person and try to make a living mm-hmm. no, it, it. You, it definitely so, I mean, has its, its obstacles it, it requires a certain attitude to be able yeah, to it does. put up with the rejection and the competition and I think, not let that affect you and with the attitude is a perspective right um, I think creators
2: and artists win when their perspective do, doesn't even see it as rejection they see it as part of the work because you're not going to get every part. It's literally your job as an actor to show up, go in there do your thing and the thing, and walk out. That's your um, job. There's so many other factors that make someone get cast. And if you're sitting there even viewing that as, that moment as rejection, you have it a little skewed, And that could, that could affect your mental and make, maybe make you decide, I want to be an accountant. You know what I mean? Um, but in a healthy perspective. No disrespect to accountants. Yeah. <laughs> we need accountants. Though. I need accountants. Shout out to
1: Betty. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, so did you guys have day jobs? No. You still have
1: day job. I did. I did. I, I yes, I did. Oh, I did. I worked at a stationery store, then a co working space. Okay. And then before I left before we started, we started filming. Yeah.
2: And that's in your No, I said when I graduated college I was like, I'm not going to have a day job because maybe in my mind in the moment I thought by having a day job. A, I'm taking away from time that I could be focusing on my craft. Mm-hmm. And then B, I'm kind of like living in a like plan B kind of thing. So I was like, nah, it's all or nothing. You make it happen, and it happened. Sometimes I didn't know how rent was
0: coming, but it came. <laughs> Did it happen quick enough, or was there a point where you were starting to sweat about it? No,
2: nah, I think
0: I was just having fun with it. And I
2: th- maybe I, I just switched the way I viewed it, really. Because... I never saw it as sweat. I saw I saw it as excitement. I saw the fact that I didn't know how I was going to figure it out. I was like, oh shit, this is exciting. You're going to fuck up. You're going to get kicked out this mm-hmm. week. Um, <laughs> and I didn't. But I, there wasn't this pressure. There wasn't this, this huge thing about, so like, shred. oh my God, I'm a struggling artist. Life is so
0: hard. It's just like, this is part of it. You have to figure and since out. you are already idea. living in Miami, it was probably easier cost of living all that. it would have um, been easier if my mom lived in
2: Miami but I was not living with my parents so I had was. to I lived in an apartment in, had, in, downtown. Ran, <laughs> in downtown
0: in downtown so yeah but it was fun like, what did
1: you guys know about Project Greenlight before you we, got involved I heard about the show mm-hmm. um, I didn't really see it till after the fact um, but a friend of ours just on a whim sent us an email like yo you guys should apply for this contest and we're like sure we were, we were dead set on making the show anyway and then so you didn't know about the history of it I mean when we yeah. when we got it we, we looked up research I knew about Project. I hadn't seen it I knew about it
2: before mm-hmm. and we so and then voila
0: what was the process like I, well, I know when they were in the beginning of it they were you know just making feature films yeah so what it was, it it like was exciting for exciting because it was the first,
2: their first inaugural digital series competition right uh, so. and this is for short form digital series we're talking mm-hmm. like 10, 7 to 10 minutes or something mm-hmm. like that so and we were always writing and cultivating these ideas and just having them out there on the shelf so then when we had this opportunity we had to create a pitch video and then you submit that pitch video and then you get to the next round and then after that round it goes through a panel of judges um, so we created our pitch video and we went through the process we got to the second round we're like alright cool this is happening we got our friends to vote and get involved but it was great because it is a voting element to it but then it's also not solely on voting so it's like yo it's a good opportunity to get your community involved but then ultimately there's a panel of judges who's going to decide which one which
0: not Hot
2: 93 yeah not, not
1: par 96. <laughs> 96 yeah <laughs> you know hey, hey but shout out to part 96 <laughs> yeah shout out to part <laughs> much love i sure 93 somewhere yeah. I think in New York I was somewhere yeah. somewhere. oh <laughs> <laughs>
2: and uh so and then you do pitch of it and then the judges filter through the next round and then um was we, any of that in person or Yeah well we were in Miami so we had Skype interviews. Okay. Um, and that was cool cuz then when we met everybody and that was um, the people at the Studios Tim
0: Maco who um, the energy. Yeah, the energy, energy was right. there.
2: It was cool. It was like, "Oh."
0: And so who were the judges that you interacted with? We don't know who our the judges Oh, they you disclosed that, yeah. I think
2: oh, they ate that in the
0: No, that that was those were um People from mm-hmm. Adaptive Studios. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. How, now, I know the first episode just went live. The whole
1: series just went live. Okay. Yeah, it
0: dropped it all. The all first episode. The, the
1: first episode's on YouTube, and then yeah, the first episode on YouTube. Yep, mm-hmm. and then all the others are on Complex. Complex.
0: So how how different was the pitch video from what what we actually see now? It was. It
2: was. It was a little. I mean,
0: it's not strikingly different. I think it's
2: like you more see f- a raw, f- you see a raw concept, yeah, mm-hmm. and then you see that cultivated
0: and tightened up. So it's, it's more Not refined. exactly the same thing. It's more yeah. refined. Yeah, and, yeah. Okay, since I haven't seen the rest of the series though yet, um, how important was it for you guys one to show your sense of humor and your your point of view hmm. versus how important was it to show? The Haitian American experience—that that had priority over the humor. Uh, yep. I think it's just accurate representation was really
1: important, really, really important because I mean we seldom see accurate representation of Haitian Americans in mass media. So we wanted to go for something authentic.
0: Right. Like I'm friends it. with the comedian Will Vince who's mm-hmm. Haitian American, lives mm-hmm. here in New York, but. Other than him, I can't name that many Haitian-American artists that I yeah. know of. and they're there. Uh, it, and, it's, and, it's not, and it's not,
2: also, it's not a story just about that. We, it's, we like to hang on to the theme of representation because it is, there is a strong Haitian-American influence, but there's also an authentic Latin-American representation mm-hmm. and, like, um, showing the difference between Argentinians and Venezuelans Cuban. and Cubans, and they're just not under one umbrella of, mm-hmm. like... Mexicans and they all have the same dialect.
0: Um, but that is important. How how fair or unfair would it be to compare grown as a story of Miami, contemporary Miami with Donald Glover's Atlanta? It's it's talking about how what it's like to be in Atlanta right now. It's different. I mean yeah. is it fair or unfair? Well, well no, no I think Donald, Donald Glover shows how it's like to be in Atlanta as an as a rapper.
2: You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure there are a multitude of Atlanta different perspectives and stories in how you view the city. Okay, um, and I think that is the same with our show. Um, it yes. is a local. It is a, a local perspective. It's um, not the flashy cars, South Beach. You're in the cities. Uh, you're in the more um, centralized cities. The neighborhoods. Neighborhoods. And, don't go. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so it is, but it's not like, it's not the Miami. We don't like to think that because Miami in and of itself has different layers. Right. Yeah,
0: yeah your Miami is completely different Miami from like the story that's just talking about the South Beach party
1: scene. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, We don't even, as locals, don't really go to South Beach that much. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: There's a lot of other beaches. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> great beach Or what's that beach. art, that big art
2: thing that happened. Art in Basel. Art, art, art Basel. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I used to go to Art Basel Yeah, you, you gotta mean, go to Art Basel <laughs> You gotta you got you got get your bouge on yeah, I think I, I, it, So Art Basel is a thing for locals to, It's a to thing get. It's a thing and it's not a thing It's a thing in a way where it's literally the the opportunity for all the local artists to sit there and bash it And talk about how they could do more for local artists mm-hmm. and they're trying to make a, a, do a better job of that over the last three years um, but it's always a con- that's always a dialogue. It's like because there's brings so many international artists that are, are they really opening doors for the local artists there. Um, so that's always a conversation that's happening. But over the past two years, I've seen a shift on like uh, some local artists is getting spaces and getting uh, shows. Mm-hmm. So, but you still got to go to Art Basel because it's an opportunity to be inspired and see art. Regardless, yeah. you know, it is a, a lot, lot of art. Yeah,
1: and a party's Yeah, parties just lit. <laughs> parties. <laughs>
2: <is> lit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You'll end up in some, like, underground thing with, like, I don't know, yeah. star. It's, it's dope.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep. <laughs> I'll
1: have to go next year. <laughs> yeah, sure, um, should.
0: So how many episodes is the series? Eight. Eight. And are they all about 20? 20, 20 22, 22 minutes. 22 minutes. Eight, 22, you're, 22 you're. Minute episodes. Yeah. yeah. So now that you've accomplished this, what's the next? I mean, do you already look for the... Are you looking for, like, a second
1: season, or are you looking for the next project? Well, we we could get one if a lot of people watch it. And yeah. You know, the next after, step is watch it after reading your article, I think mm-hmm. I think I think more people will watch it. <laughs> yeah. And you know what I mean? And uh, just keep that trend going. And if that happens, maybe maybe
2: not. I don't know. So yeah. Yeah. But what's in front of us right now is just really like engaging and having conversations and getting people excited about it. Uh, ben Affleck just reposted about it. Yeah. Um, or just posted about it. So the people starting a conversation with Wendy Williams. Yep. Um so yeah, we just want to keep the conversation going and getting the word out there so people can see the show.
0: Yeah. What, do you, what kind of conversations do you hope that it starts? Uh, I, I really want to start a,
2: a theme that we were aware of that's an undercurrent in the show is um, fatherlessness, and like that's where all these sort of antics come from, but we're mm-hmm. not pointing at it. Directly, okay. So it's an opportunity for, for us to say, oh, why are these guys behaving the way they're behaving? Um, are there layers under that? And where does that come from? Um, we know it's a common thing in the African-American community for whatever reason, for uh, young men to either be disconnected with their fathers or fathers not being involved in their lives. So that conversation is something that we are excited to have, not knowing what the answers are, but just to have a dialogue about it. So I guess I should ask, what's your relationship with, like with your parents? Uh, my mom, I, I was starting at eighth grade. I was in a single-parent single, uh, single parent home okay. uh, with my mom. Um, but even before then, my father wasn't really active. He was like, he's too busy kind of doing his thing. But we all mm-hmm. live in the same home. But he was, it's like, he's here, but he's not there. Um, and so I, and now we have a, I, I've re-went, went, out of my way to reestablish that uh, relationship with my father, but it, there's still growth that needs to happen there. So it isn't nowhere near my mom. Like I think of parents, and I'm like mom. Yeah, that's <laughs> same. That's what it is for me. <laughs> Did you say the same? Yeah. I mean, short
1: is Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just my mom was the prominent figure in my life. My, I didn't. I wasn't raised by my father. I reconnected with him rather recently, within the past five years. and wow, Okay. I was just more enamored with the fact that there was a connection there that was severed for whatever reason, and I can forgive that and you know how much go. do
0: you think that, that impacted either one of your decisions to pursue the arts
1: well damn I don't know my my mother I don't I want to say defied tradition, tradition mm-hmm. by allowing me to go into the arts so that personally gave me a drive to be as successful as possible would it have been different if my father was in there I don't know but it, it drives me to know that the seed is coming from my mother and to keep going with that. So, yeah.
2: I, I feel like, we're, you know, we're literally, we're literally halves of both of our parents. So, there's definitely my father in me in some way. Um, maybe not more influential on the social dynamics because we weren't communicating and experiencing life on that dynamic as much. Um, but my mom in the beginning definitely wanted me to be a doctor or something. Or also was like, yo, what's your plan B? You know, really want to be an actor? Like, yo, what, what are you minoring in? You know, it was always the question. and I'd be like, I don't want to minor in something. It means I don't think I'm really gonna get what I'm majoring in. You know? Um, so did that
0: change when she saw you on the Amazon Prime?
2: It changed a little a little earlier <laughs> than that. She saw me going to college for it, then she was mm-hmm. like, mm, and then she came to see the shows, and she she's like, oh okay. And so after she saw me perform a couple times, it started to shift that, and okay. she started to let it go and allow me to flourish and do it. Did she I watch the in Moonlight? Did she? No, I don't think she did. No. It's not a surprise. I got some friends in theater who is, parents have never seen them perform once because they're like, you need to go get a real job. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, sometimes that's the strict Haitian mentality. Uh, it's very, it's very, they're, they were raised and grew up on this foundation in Haiti and some of them, and my mom is one of the more open and more lenient and open-minded Haitians. Um, But I got some other friends that are still like, yo, they have that strict Haitian mindset. Like, my mom was in the first episode.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, like, it all works out. Yeah. So, I I usually like to end by asking uh, you to pass along some advice. Mm -hmm. Like, if you were to go back to New World and tell the the teenagers there
1: some inspirational messages about, like, how to make it. Well, why don't you... What would you tell us? For one, there is no way to make it. Mm-hmm. There's no cookie-cutter formula, and I think that's what a lot of people try to look for. Mm-hmm. We, we were just focused on working on things that we are passionate about and getting better at telling those things that we're passionate about. And because we made that the priority, mm-hmm. work, begets work begets work, begets work, begets work, begets work, begets work. So that, I think, is the most important thing. Perspective is everything.
0: Yeah,
2: I second that. Yeah. That's a good thing. Well, Joshua, Jean-Baptiste. And Jean-Baptiste. And Edson Jean-, yes. Jean. Jean. Jean.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for sitting down and talking with me. I, I look forward to seeing more of Grown. Yeah,
1: awesome, man. Thank you nice. so much. Thanks. thanks so much. Take care. Appreciate you.
0: This episode of The Comics Comic Presents Last Things First was produced by Alex Brazell at Showbiz Studios. Theme music by Camille Harris and Shockwave. Logo by Gigglechick. Please check out my website, thecomicscomic.com for more interviews, reviews, and comedy news. Become a paid subscriber at patreon.com. I'm your host, Sean O. McCarthy. Thanks for listening.
2: First.